Hi, and welcome to the 19th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz, and I'm excited to be back with you after a pretty significant break. Um, I did my last episode early January, and I let you know I was going to do a little wintering. Today felt like a good day to join. It it feels spring outside. It's mid-February, but I'm hopeful that spring is just around the corner, and uh, there's a lot of beautiful sunlight out today. And I'm feeling a lot of hope, and I want to share that with the community. Um, I have been pondering this month and a half what I wanted to share with you, and the thought that kept coming to me is that many of us are in broken relationships. We have either a broken relationship with ourselves, uh, maybe broken relationships with family members or spouses or children, and we're not comfortable with the ways that we're interacting acting with others. We're wanting to improve those relationships. And so I was pondering that and I'm studying that and thinking about that for myself, how to improve relationships. I think no matter where you are in the growth process, and I've done a lot of growth in all of the relationships in my life, there's always room to to do what I call going further up and further in. And I'll explain that a little bit to you. Um, But before I do that, I just want to, you know, a little housekeeping in case I forget. If you haven't yet joined the podcast, right, here we are. This is kind of the second season, and I'll tell you why this is considered a new phase of this podcast in a minute. Um, You know, consider joining. Consider, you know, um, subscribing, joining, sharing. It's been interesting for me to watch it have its own life. So I know many of you have been sharing, so I want to thank that you for that. Uh, January had the most listens in quite a while, and that was the time I didn't post a single podcast. So I know you're either re-listening or there's new listeners coming on, and um, these podcasts are being shared. So thank you so much for being part of that community. I kind of see the first season last year, uh, 2019, as learning correct principles, right? We, we've been learning correct principles, kind of gaining a perspective of what is a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. What does that look like? A paradigm shift into really including body work, not just head work. Understanding that there is a body that keeps score of these things and, you know, how all these things are interconnected. And learning how to, you know, integrate things like spirit and, you know, meditation and how all of those things really are valuable as we're trying to break free of things like shame, um, you know, make deeper connections with ourselves and others and, and really reveal this higher self. All that has been done and that's been discussed in what I would call the first season, you know, up through episode 18. And many of them were building. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, you know, go back and see what speaks to you. Maybe listen from the beginning if you're new to this podcast. But season two is going to be about going deeper in and further up. There's a quote by C.S. Lewis that I want to share with the community that I love. And it says, I have come home at last. This is my real country. I belong here. This is a land I have been looking for my all my life, though I never knew it till now. Come further up, come further in. And this is from the Chronicles of Narnia. I actually mentioned this to a client this week, and he's like, I know right what that is. That's the last battle scene. And and um, But I think this concept of come further up, come further in really plays out. Many of you may be looking for the answers to your questions, your problems further out, not further in and not further up. I think it's really natural for us in the ego mind to look further out. If the circumstances in my life change, if the people in my life change, then I'll be happy, right? Then if if whatever your ex is, right, whatever it is that you need change or you 
you think you you will achieve or arrive at that will bring now that inner peace, that inner healing. And what I have learned, even somewhat painfully so in this work, is that when we change, when we go further in and our our actual self changes, we let go of things that aren't of us. We, And I mean the, the body, mind, self mainly because luckily we have this essence, spirit self that's constant that we can use as like a backdrop to what we want to go further up into. We'll talk about that in a minute. But you're letting go. You're shedding things that are not of you. You're stepping into your true and highest self. And as you do that, you attract different things. We know now we can measure it. You know, certain lower emotions like resentment, anger, sadness, depression, they vibrate pretty low, but low energy, low frequency, and they attract a lot of low frequency stuff. So maybe you've been attracting, you know, lower relationships. I had a relationship uh, with a friend the last year or so that uh, I was in a pretty angry phase. I think at that time there was a lot of resentment I was working through and trying to let go of. And I think we vibrated at the same place at that time. And then when I got through those things, I did that forgiveness work. Some of you have said that's one of your favorite podcasts. It's also one of mine, um, the, the power of forgiveness. Um, that allowed me to set myself free from that. I no longer felt the resentment. I, I came to peace with uh, some wounds in my life and I started vibrating in a different place. And so I no longer resonated with this friend in the same way um, because people aren't always wanting to go further up and further in with us. So know that that is normal. You may notice as you grow, do this growth work that your friendships are shifting, that people in your life are not, maybe aren't following you there or they're reacting to you systems like to maintain themselves. And so, you know, if you used to interact a certain way, people may be pulling you back and saying, well, this is who you are. This is how I experienced you. That's your past tense. Go ahead and put it in your past. Let go of it. It's no longer who you are. You get to be more. We all get to be more. You get to go higher up and further in. So what I'd like to talk to you about today, and this is going to be, these next three podcasts are going to be building. So if you join me in this one, please know that they're going to be building. What I don't want to get you to is how to, you know, break free of something called codependence. Maybe somebody have heard that, but these kind of parent-child unhealthy relationships with self and other. But before I could do that, as I was thinking about that, I realized there are multiple steps in being able to break free of codependence. So if that's something that speaks to you, I will be describing codependence in more depth uh, in a few podcasts to come. But the first thing you got to do is something called create sanctuary or simpler terms, a safe place to heal. Think about it in your life. Do you have a safe place to heal? Do you have a safe community in which to heal? Do you have friends that encourage your, you to step into your true and highest self? Or do you have people who try to I call them crabs in a bucket. <laughs> Might have shared this with you before, but like they're kind of holding you down. They're trying to keep you back. Maybe they want to keep you energetically where they're at because they don't want to be left there by themselves, right? Misery loves company a bit. If that's the case, it's important to go further in and higher up, all right? Remember what I said. This isn't necessarily about the people in your life. This is your work. You know, you are the creator of your life. I'm hoping that I'm speaking a message of stepping out of the victim stance, right? Be stepping into that co-creator, right? You co-create your life with your higher power, higher source. For every one of you, that's different. You name that differently. You know you're all welcome here. And, but it's important to have a bridge. We're going to be talking about that. It's important to have a co-creator because you can't take yourself, again, podcast principle from season one, you, you can't take yourself to a place 
where you've never been, right? Source and intention matters. It's important to have a source. It's important to have the, that bridge, that perspective. When you're right in the middle of something, you can't often see how it is broken or how you're vibrating or how you're attracting or you're stuck in a cycle, right? So it's helpful to have that outside source. And one of the best ways to do that is to create sanctuary and space, safe places. So I'm going to talk about three types of sanctuary. What is a sanctuary, right? If we looked up the definition of that, let's see if I can pull that up right, right now. A, sa a sanctuary, uh, by definition, is a, a place of refuge or safety. That can be within a relationship. But what I'd like to suggest to you is that we need to go further in because healing is an inside job. Okay, so you're going to go further in. Your heart, your soul, that's a sanctuary for you. That's a place where you're fully understood and fully alive, right? There is that energy of love, and that can be coming from your higher power, but you also are of that same energy. You are divine light. You are divine love. I'd like to share with you, if I can find this real quick, a beautiful quote. And I may not find it quick enough. <laughs> that really speaks to this for me. Some of you like Brene Brown like I do. I think that her book, um, Daring Greatly, is a great book for our work right now. So if you want a book that's going to really resonate with this journey of going further in, higher up, I'd recommend this one. But Brene Brown says this, Belonging so fully to yourself that you're willing to stand alone is a wilderness, an untamed, unpredictable place of solitude and searching. It is a place as dangerous as it is breathtaking, a place as sought after as it is feared. The wilderness can often feel unholy because we can't control it or what people think about our choice or whether to venture into the vastness or not, but it turns out to be a place of true belonging. It's the bravest and most sacred place you will ever stand. All right, so that's what I believe, right? The bravest and most sacred place I have ever sta stood is in alignment with my heart in alignment with my higher purpose. And that hasn't always been celebrated by the people in my life. Because some, because it's kind of like the moment you take something out of your heart and you try to put it into words, it starts to break down. I don't know if you've ever meditated and had like a vision or, or a kind of a divine um, knowing come to you. And then you try to explain it to somebody else and it starts to break down. Guys, that was for you. That's for your journey. I want you to own that, that this is your journey. These are your knowings. They're for you. They may interact with other people, but what you're knowing, what, what's the next step in your journey may not be the next step for that person in your life. Even the people closest to you, even your spouse, even your children, right? Even your friends, like these things are for you and you're on your own unique journey. But I promise you when you go in and you hear your heart, you hear this place of peace and love and you, you honor that, that is going to be the holiest place that you've ever stood that that further in and then higher up right it's it's reaching your highest self your highest potential right behind your ego mind is that holy space of your true and highest self all right so let's talk about sanctuary this place of safety within us and i'd like to if we have time at the end to share with you a tool that i love to use for this that i do with clients often that i think may be helpful for you so there are there's the sanctuary of your body right some people call sanctuaries like temples, like your body is a temple. It's a sanctuary and you can go deep within it and hear it. You can calm it down, do that body work, that breath work I've been teaching you and create that safe place. How would you make your body more of a sanctuary? Well, this is things like what you're putting in your body. 
Are you practicing things like mindful eating? Are you aware of your need for rest, sleep, exercise? Are you slowing down and going in and really um, just listening to and hearing the story of your body? Your body is the map for your healing. So I always, always start with your body. That's your sanctuary. That's nobody can take from you the environment. Um, right. That is your body. That is your body. Right. And I know people have been violated on the body level. That's the worst type of violation. Um, obviously there have been times when we feel like we go away from our body and that's part of the healing, right. Is to reconnect with the body, take that space back, make it a sanctuary, create safety around your body. You know, I feel comfortable showing up in my body in these ways. And these are the ways that I don't. Right. Um, so these are some ways I, I love to do meditation work in my body. We're going to end with a body work thing today. So you'll get a sense of that. But one place of sanctuary is your body. The second, so we're kind of going kind of further in, right? And then I'm going to show you some ways where there's other ways to create sanctuary. The next is your space, your home. It could be your office space, your car space, right? These spaces that are uniquely yours. Is that a sanctuary? I want you to think about that. There's a lot of books out there now about decluttering and simplifying. And there's something to be said about that. Stuff takes energy, right? Um, one of the things I've noticed that's really helped me to create sanctuary is they're friends that are what I call living room friends or kitchen friends. And they're friends that I don't welcome into my home necessarily because they don't vibrate. They're not that safe place, right? So the same thing, like the things that you put in your home, like the music that's on your, you know, playing in your house, maybe the signs on your wall, the pictures that you have up. Do you use your space as a sanctuary? Do you make it a place that brings you light and hope? Do you have an intention for your space? I One of the things that I've really done lately is kind of been like, when I come home to my house, I think, or I'm coming home to my safe place, my sanctuary, and how can I honor that it is such? I've even talked to my children about this. Recently, I told my son, I said, hey, you know, you come home from school, you're frustrated about whatever, you're angry, and you come into my space and you threw garbage all over it. That's how it feels to me, right? I've had this positive energy, and then you come in and you throw that all over. You're not thinking about how everybody else is here, right? This is an important space for you too. It's your sanctuary. It's our sanctuary, right? Because it's our home. And how can we create a sanctuary where everybody feels safe and welcome here, right? So you're going to start with, this is how I feel comfortable in my body. And then maybe showing and teaching people in your life and talking about how your family can create a sanctuary within your home that represents what your family is for or what you believe and how you want to show up in the world. Because again, you can't control those outer places, right? But you can go further in, further up within your own body and in your own home. And you'll watch, watch this place actually become a sanctuary for you. It really will. The energy changes when we have an intention for a space. I see it every time we have a seminar. We set an intention for that space. Everybody in that room has the same intention. And watch that place become a holy place. It really does. The next place is actual sanctuaries, right? That can be a lot of things. I was even thinking about like bird sanctuaries. We had a bird sanctuary near our house when we lived in Orlando, Florida. And that place had really special energy, you know, it was a, it's definitely a haven for birds and they love to come hang out in my yard as well. And I love to go out on the deck. We had a pool out there and I would see these amazing birds, hawks. Um, we had wild peacocks running for the neighborhood. This was Winter Park, Florida, for those of you who are familiar, but we had all these amazing tropical birds just hang out in our backyard, owls that would sit on our, um, 
our basketball hoop. I remember one time going out and there was this huge owl, like, you know, that you would go to the zoo to see. I was just sitting on my basketball hoop right there for me to look at because it was a sanctuary nearby. The birds felt comfortable coming there and being there. And so they would come be near my house because they would be drawn to this sanctuary. Some of you have religious places of sanctuary. Go to those places, vibrate with them, receive in those places, right? If we have these places and spaces that have intention for us, that could provide safety, we want to build from strength towards weakness, right? That was a principle that was shared. Again, that's a podcast, principles that were taught in season one of this podcast. So you're taking all these principles now, guys, and we're going to go deeper than we've ever gone because you know it and I know it. There's still places hidden places for you that you have a hard time getting to, right? You have a hard time releasing from. You've got to practice formally what you want to have show up informally, right? You want to be able to choose to go in, to heal, to acknowledge in a safe way what's happening for you in your body, in your mind, and then be able to choose. This will be the next podcast, how to have compassion on that, how to turn it to the light, to the love, let it heal, and then be able to show up as yourself with support in relationships that are difficult for you. Again, just giving you a forecast of what's to come. I know you have relationships where it's hard to take that sense of sanctuary out of your home, out of your experience in your body and into those spaces. But the thing is, is we can't live in our sanctuaries 24 seven, none of us can. And it's important to be able to take the sanctuary with you, right? to learn how to be safe in your body, to learn how to be safe in your home and have that place to come in and out of, and then to keep that energy, to keep that intention, to keep that growth and strength with you as you step into places that will challenge that, to take that formal practice of stepping into going inside and healing outside of you as you step out into the world. And lastly, this higher up, you know, what are you doing in your stillness practices to connect to higher power? Have you identified your higher power? Have you named it for yourself? How are you doing in receiving what your gifts are, what your purpose is, right? If you're not, if you're not showing up as yourself, then how do you know it, right? How do you know what you really are, what your true gifts and talents are? I think they felt like they show up originally in things like what brings us peace, what brings us joy. But I think that we have an intentional exploration as you put out that intention. I want to know who I am. I look, I'm looking for clues and knowings about that. Um, who are my partners in healing? I like to invite into my sanctuary partners of healing to help me because it helps me to step outside and see the things that I cannot see that I discussed with you earlier. All right, so that brings me to the tool. If you have not found yourself in a sanctuary in this moment, you haven't been able to sit down in this podcast, maybe you've been listening and you've been cleaning your house, you've been going and just receiving this, awesome. That's exactly why I created this podcast, so you could do it just like that. But I would like you for the next three or four minutes to actually stop and be still. Go find a place to sit down, ground yourself, put your feet on the floor, take a deep breath, close your eyes maybe, and I'm going to share with you a tool that I think is very helpful in the beginning stages of creating sanctuary. And this is called a safe place meditation. So this is a guided meditation. Again, if you're driving, please don't be driving. If this triggers you anyway, make sure you call a counselor. At the end of this, I'm going to ask you to say your name three times. Please do that because some of us have a tendency to go away from ourselves, to dissociate. We want to make sure that you reconnect to yourself after you do this type of meditative work.
All right. So I'm going to ask you first to connect to your breath. Breathe in your nose and out your mouth. And again, in your nose and out your mouth. Each one of you meditate in a different way. Some of you are visual. Some of you feel things in your bodies and some of you hear things and just understand more through that audio. It's really okay however you're doing this, but just know that I'll kind of share all different types as we go along. Maybe you're just going to feel this in your body and that's okay. For those of you that are visual, this might be even a little bit more depth because you'll see it. What I'd like you to do is close your eyes and imagine or feel yourself walking down a path to a safe place, an inner sanctuary. Maybe you feel the leaves crunching under your feet if it's like a forest. Perhaps it's, my phone's going off here. Perhaps it is an ocean, so you're going to feel sand on your feet. But notice all the sights and sounds around you as you walk down this path and find yourself in a safe place and go have it. Go ahead and sit down and just take it all in. See what you're seeing. Feel what you're feeling there. This can be real or imagined. A lot of my clients tell me that this may be a safe place. They, you know, maybe there was their grandmother's kitchen or a place they've been to in the past. But I just want you to take in that safe place and notice in your body and your mind that you are safe. Sometimes our hypervigilant shows up and says, no, don't trust, don't be safe right now. And I want you to just say, hey, it's okay, I got this. I'm safe in this space and time. I'm going to be safe, but you can be looking and watching for me later. Right? Right? In this moment, I'm going to just be connected to my safe place. Now, in this safe place, I want you to go ahead and invite a partner in healing into your space. For some of you, that might be an actual person. It could be an energy. It could be love. It could be your higher power. Anyone who is your messenger, is your guide, and that's going to be unique to you. Sometimes people see an image, a color. Again, it's going to show up differently for all of you. But just invite that message partner to be there and to show up for you and just even without words just notice each other notice this energy and take in its message maybe you want to take a minute to communicate your intention for being in a safe place to that source that healing partner and then you're going to take a minute to receive back the message that that healing partner has for you today in this moment I want you to notice how you don't feel alone, how you feel supported, how you are not alone, how you can always go inside and find this safe place that you have guides. If you just open your eyes, that the help is there. It's around you. And if there's a block or a numbness, notice that. Notice that maybe there's a part of you that's not ready to receive safety and just be curious about that now and set the intention to be open to creating more safety and receiving more safety. There's no wrong way to meditate other than maybe not tapping into the the truest source. I guess I could have mentioned at the beginning, but as we meditate, we want to fill the room with light and make sure that our intention is to be in a a space of light, um, to be connected to our highest source of learning, right? We don't want to just let anything show up here, but it was kind of intended in the safe place meditation.
So you move into the safe place, receive your message. I want you to take that message and gather it into your heart now. See yourself gathering that in, taking that in, maybe recording it on your mind in a place where you're going to be able to remember it on the mantelpiece of your mind, so to speak. Maybe take the intention that I'm going to come back here more often. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to go further in. And I'm going to receive the messages that my heart, that my source, that my guides are hoping to send me. And then when you have felt like you've gotten your message, you go ahead and get up from your safe place. Say, I'll see you soon. Until next time. Right? bid farewell however you want to with your source. Some people give a hug, some just have a look of knowing. Right? But you walk up your path all the way up to the path till you find yourself sitting where you are right now in your body, taking that energy, that knowledge, that feeling with you. Open your eyes, feel your hands and feet on the floor, and you're going to say your name. Mine's summer, 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 a few times. Just really be present in this moment. And then just notice that you can go inside and you are your own sanctuary, right? You can create sanctuary. Sanctuary is more powerful when you go further in and further up. Connect with higher power, connect with your guides, and connect with yourself. And this meditation is a great one to practice both. So I hope this was helpful for you today. You can find lots of safe place meditations on YouTube online. I certainly didn't make this up. This is a used tool for a lot of people that do guided meditation work, especially around trauma. So safe place meditations are a great one for healing trauma. I hope you'll stay tuned. Join, link. I promise you this is going to be a great journey, these next three podcasts. So I invite you to do that. If you want to come and join us in a safe place and actually do this work together, lots of experiential work like this, it is not too late to join our event, February 28th and 29th in Salt Lake City, Utah. You can find links to that. Right now it's a buy one, get one free on wholewomenlink.com on our Instagram page, which I'd love you to join and like. Uh, all the new podcasts will also be posted there. Um, it might take me a week to get this one up there, but on Instagram and also Facebook. So um, I'm also excited to announce that I'm going to be doing a Transformation Tuesday live coming up in March. So I'm going to start just jumping on for five to 10 minutes every Tuesday, doing a live for you probably sometime in the morning. I'll try to get a set time and just connecting with you. I know when many of you just want to feel that sense of connection Uh, more regularly and these podcasts are there for whenever you want but sometimes it's great to have a face-to-face and I've been learning how to use these mediums and tools Uh, this podcast is a it is a companion podcast to wholewomenlink.com but it is not just for women we just are two whole women linked to link to everyone in healing so know that you beautiful divine men you're just as welcome here Uh, My friend Rachel often says there is he and she, and I agree with that. Um, We are all connected to each other and all just as valuable here and needed uh, to be linked to each other in this healing process. So thanks so much for joining me in this podcast today. I hope that you can find some space to go further in and further up. And I look forward to my next podcast where we'll learn about how to go in and do some deep healing work. Talk to you soon.